Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster America's Test Table, where we don't just play test games, no, we stress test them. Tonight, we are engaging in some good old-fashioned fun in the Mothership 1E system, uh, which is out in PDF, but not out in physical product yet. But we're not just playing Mothership, no, we are going to be playing a module. Um and and that that's all guys that is all i prepared i don't i don't have anything to say i'm 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 freaking out guys I'm freaking... <laughs> well, okay well first first of all that's john baltisberger my name is charles r bernard <laughs> ian servas <laughs> mr paschke <laughs> and i prepared something for this week actually gone if you'll recall um so tonight we are playing a delightful game called constant downpour um constant downpour this is a revised edition that's being kickstarted right now from spicy tuna role-playing games uh you can find the link to the kickstarter for that and all of our socials and everything like that or just search for constant downpour spicy tuna and you'll probably find a delicious sushi menu, but also this game, no doubt. Um, this game is based on, or this module rather, is based on a short story by Ray Bradbury. Now, um, that short story is called The Long Rain, and it was in uh, first collected in one of Bradbury's short story collections called The Illustrated Man. Now, when I was a wee little youngster, my dad, who was like a big uh, English lit nerd and an English major in high school, would like foist Ray Bradbury on me. And I'm so glad he did because he handed me uh, this book of Ray Bradbury short stories. And like every writer gets asked at some point in their career, often more than once, like, when did you want to become a writer? What made you want to become a writer, et cetera? It was Ray Bradbury for me. Like I fell in love with the written word in a way that I never had before. And his ideas were so simple and compelling and kind of magical that I was blown away. And The Long Rain is actually one of the very first Bradbury stories that I ever read. And I remember it having quite the effect on me. So when I heard that uh, tonight this module is going to be based on that, I was extremely stoked. I continue to be extremely stoked having read a bit about it. And uh, now that I've been stoked, why don't we allow um, Ian to be our GM for the evening? Absolutely. And this game is in its last couple of hours for kickstarting. So if you are in the chat, we'll make sure that we post the link to the remastered version. The remastered version adds in more art, more content. I have the... Uh, the luxury of having the first edition and then this remastered work in progress and it's wonderful seeing how much more content and depth is being added and going back and reading the short story and then I mean, that just got me excited all over to run this so this definitely runs into that category of boy it'd be nice if we could if you dear viewer would sit down and do a 12-hour live play with us and go through much more of the content but we'll make sure that we highlight some of the really neat elements in this game that really capture the spirit of that story and all the new content that is in this module. So um, make sure that you have your umbrella and extra towel handy, hoopy <laughs> fruits, and uh, you're in for a fun evening. I um, I was hoping, Charles, that you would ask me uh, who, who had gotten me set on the writing path. Because uh, I just want to give a shout out real quick. Um, it was Graham McNeil. 
because when I realized oh. that you didn't actually need to have talent okay. or skill or yeah. editing, yeah. I was like, yeah. well, I can get rich and famous too. Uh, <laughs> and it's that easy. It's that yeah. easy, everyone. It's the Michael Crichton effect, we call it. Uh, yeah. All right. So I was dying to make that joke, so sorry for interrupting, <laughs> Ian. Oh, that that is a-okay. So why don't we go through and do introductions of all of our characters, and then we'll set the scene and start to dial back the Wayback Engine to kind of go more towards that golden age of hard sci-fi and... Um, Take it from there. Well, you know what? I'm going to strike from my right to uh, go first this evening. Um, tonight, I will be playing a uh, gentleman named Levi oh, Simon. I love uh, last name, first name. They're like reversible or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm a teamster. And uh, that means that I am kind of a dock working kind of guy. Um, I am a, uh, you know, modest, hardworking fella, uh, salt of the earth and, um, wearing a delightful jumpsuit. And, uh, what else do I have going on? Um, do, 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 do. Ooh, I got tough gloves. That's good. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, just, baby just gotta you know give me some tough gloves. Just call, <laughs> yeah, call me tough, <laughs> tough, tough glove, Levi, Simon. And Levi Tough Love Simon. <laughs> something too fun for people who are new to the mothership system. When you make your character to just purely flavor elements that are given to your character is a patch, which is either going to be in your jumpsuit, your armor, whatever it is, uh, and Mine's a trinket. A, okay, so uh, I got one that I believe is a patch, like a, uh, a pinup patch uh, for my suit. And uh, I think for that, what I have on there is... Um, like uh you know the the trucker lady it's like that except it's a, a trucker like he's got the big gut and the hat and like the legs stretched out with boots oh, on no. in silhouette yeah it's great i love it <laughs> um <clears throat> my my name is um my name is eugene estrada um i i'm a i'm a scientist um i've been studying exoplanet um uh weather systems and um you know basically trying to find places where we can we can make where humanity can can press forward and find new homes um however the reason i've done this is um i've i've been in love with levi um ever since we he was working at he was he was delivering supplies to the lab i was working on and um uh when he got reassigned i I took it on myself to 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 follow. Um, I haven't haven't worked out how how to um, how to tell him, but uh, that that's why I'm here. <laughs> and a fun thing on you. By the way, that was that was what I had written in my head before you said the thing about the trucker. <laughs> <laughs> like oh oh no. <laughs> um. And then you have a fun inventory item. Is that public knowledge? Um, um, yes. Um, I have a former lab rat. Um, she was a uh, she was a breeder. You know, breeding other lab rats. 
uh, without having to be experimented on herself. Her name is Gertrude, and she is past the age of safe motherhood, so I adopted her. And she is very well behaved and very sweet. What a compassionate way to treat lab rats. That's great. Uh, e Eugene, Eugene is a, like an extreme bleeding heart. <laughs> very gentle man. I love this departure from your normal characters. I um, <laughs> I, want, I do want people to know that like like part of the fun of role playing games is is exploring the full breadth of like what humanity has to offer and 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 it can be really fun and really beautiful. And more than humanity in a lot of cases. More human than a human. More human than the shit. Now I'm in Rob Zombie mode. Eugene kills everyone. White zombie back then, I think. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Pasky. All right. Uh, so you guys, obviously, you we've been we're in space, right? So you've been crammed in here with me, smelling my cigarette smoke, <laughs> because my character, their trinket is a pack of cigarettes. Uh, on a grinning, fucking spaceship? Yeah, grinning skull brand cigarettes, which you know, next it's to like lucky strikes. We're having to rebreathe the fucking filtered air and shit. You're just you're welcome. Away. Um, you, you hates you. Oh yeah, I don't care. You can hate he me. I'll never you tell want. you that. I love me. I'm the best. That's, that's a real uh, take your shoes off on an airplane move. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I love explosives. Um, it's it's my first love. Um, Another great hobby for a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, I'm the safest thing about this this ship. We've got um, a chain smoking explosives expert. Yep. With a black widow wrong. <laughs> patch on his uniform. So, yeah. Uh, oh, I have a name. It's Olin Frost, which uh, I, I feel is a little ironic because it's not frosty. Everything's got to be hot. So I have a question. Do you, in fact, smoke within 10 feet of your own explosive? Uh, I know what I'm doing. I'm safe to smoke around my <laughs> explosives. You, on the other hand, I'll Damn give it. you a cigarette, but you need to step back. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So, the so we have on our for our crews, we have a teamster, a scientist, and a marine. Each of you bring a little bit of different talent uh, to your outfit, and to set the scene, uh, Patamo Major is a international intergalactic corporation that specializes in outsourcing of resources and one of their major operations has been on venus 3 with the export and overseeing the mining operations of irididium and so during times of relative galactic peace when different mercantile and military units are laying follow they utilize that human power and contract them out to do different types of operations, uh, security details, escort missions, sometimes just extra physical labor. So the terraforming and reclamation of Venus 3 has been a major ongoing operation. Many of your other type of Merc units that you've worked inside and you know, in tandem with on some other types of covert operations have already been deployed to this region and um, you haven't heard back from them. There's been a lot of emphasis to drain 
much more system resources in building out the infrastructure as this mineral is critical to lots of different critical infrastructures from military to tech to even home use. So securing this mineral is a very high priority. Your uh, unit uh, has been taken in. So not only is it just the three of you, but other mercs that you have worked in close quarters with and you are being wholesale rented out for the glory of Otama Major's operation. You get run down, <clears throat> you kind of get the rundown uh, by uh, Colonel Alekis, who tells you more about the operation. Venus 3, there is a large mining operation. Um, it is this giant mountain that is almost has high concentrations of this mineral that sits just on the edge of the one sea, the major body of water that, that encapsulates this entire planet. It's a very wet planet, and the locals are not, they were resistant to the opportunities that Potamo Major brings to the planet. So your mission basically is very simple. You're going to be deployed to a sun dome, which are these areas of respite um, as the climate on Venus 3 tends to be on the wet side. So it's an area where you can stay dry, warm up, have some hot chocolate, and then go back out and oversee a large shipment of the mineral um, and load it back up on a rocket and head off. All in all, it should be one solar Terran week worth of effort, and you're going to be getting two and a half times your normal pay. Should be a pretty sweet gig. Can I do can I can I do a bit real quick for anyone Absolutely. out there who's, who's watched beyond the yeah beyond the black rainbow um at Arboreus Hundo, our <laughs> award winning gardens yeah that's all you need to do that bit next time we we uh, run the finalized uh, Sundered Sundries module yeah totally totally exactly. So as you were kind of we're in this kind of pre-planning phase before we do our montage and skip to the heart of the action, as you're getting basically assigned to this expedition, any major questions or resources that you need? Um, I actually have a question for for Levi. Yeah. Does Levi know how uh, Eugene feels? I think Levi has a sense of Eugene sniffing around, but um, Eugene's regrettably not his type. Uh, so is, yeah, it's going to be okay. a tragic dynamic. It'll um, be perfect. I think I have everything: I have water filter, flare gun. Yeah, I uh, would like to flare gun. You don't. <laughs> you back the fuck off. I would like more explosives. <laughs> Don't you make your own flare gun? I, I mean, anything's a flare gun if you try hard enough. Cool. All right. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Uh, actually, you know what? I'd like to buy some rope. Good old rope. Can I do that before we head off to Venus 3? Absolutely. Uh, so that would be something that you would have in your Merc Outfitter. So you are going ah. to be you're going to be strapped into 
this rocket that she's especially designed to penetrate through the very thick atmosphere it looks very much like the classic sci-fi large fins in the rear on the side cherry red uh Hell nose yeah. cone and tail with that torpedo body so the extra flare gun that you need uh, will be stored in the cargo along with a couple sets of 20 feet of rope uh, and with extra provisions. So you will be crammed in this sardine can uh, with a couple of other people that you've served along your unit. People you know like Ram, Abbott, and that other guy who is just kind of weird like this explosive heavy marine. Uh, he just <laughs> goes by Shark. You're pretty sure his real name is like Jim, but he insists <laughs> on being called Shark. Um, so without further ado, uh, all of you are unceremoniously jammed into this rocket. And from a low orbital platform, you are hurled down into the bowels of Venus 3. You should be, after about a half an hour's worth of bone-jarring flight, you should be touching down on a landing pad outside the region of the uh, Sun Dome 21. There's over a hundred of these domes scattered around the, the planetoid, but this is the one that's going to be closest to the mining operation that you're going to be escorting. And I hear their hot chocolate is fantastic. That's legendary. Everyone comes to Venus 3 for the hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. So when you descend in the atmosphere, immediately almost feels like every rivet in your rocket is just rattling in place there's you i've heard that there's a little bit of a, a rainy season but basically you're just almost diving into the edge of like a monsoon or a hurricane something with just violent winds and tons of rain and you are just feeling your stomach just falling out of you and then back up and then out of you again um you have a hard time even seeing the ground because there's this perpetual monochrome gray to everything from the thick layer of fog and rain that is just completely washing everything out. It's almost like the world itself has just been bleached. Um, you see Abbott is doing his normal routine where he's going through his rosaries with the very worn beads. Grab is, um, you know, gun characteristically, you can see he's swallowing his own vomit, but trying to maintain his composure. <laughs> it could be just his proximity to Olin's smell, but it it's also <laughs> a pretty violent descent. Um, any actions that you are doing? So you can see that um, from here, you get a little bit of layout. It looks like in between for the patches of rolling fog that there is thick jungle underneath you and then meandering wide patches of water so like none of us is piloting this thing right these are set to be automated um this because a normal pilot would have a hard time with navigating um, right and seeing so it's on an automated course so i'm not sure what we can do until it touches down really um yeah, Other than, like, I'm just giving you opportunities just here at the beginning, just because you know, I'm hearing this developing love sequence, and so I just wanted to make sure that... Uh, oh, there will be plenty of time for that oh. <laughs> uh, when shit hits the fan. I offer whoever's sitting next to me a cigarette. Um, Graham looks at you, and you just see the, this 
swallow just like go <laughs> down he blanches even more white than he already is um you start to look tough uh snatches that cigarette and just starts to just chew it and like pack it into his jaw like a quid you can see <laughs> also that dumb, he's dumb. also starting to swallow his own bile but he's trying to look as tough as he can so true story um like i used to be <laughs> I used to be quite the cigarette smoker. Like I smoked a hell of a lot for a long time. And um, so like <gasps> extreme, extremely long plane trips were difficult, um, especially since, you know, it was like pre and post plane. And so um, they used to make camel made this product. It was, I forget it was called like snooze or something. Snooze. Yeah. Yeah. But it was basically like um, snuff in a pouch that you put like under your, your your gum mm -hmm. or and like I, I, that's yeah. how i would that's how i would get through uh plane rides is like i just tuck a couple of those down there and like be good to go um you know mm. uh yeah so yeah. you ever fall asleep with those in your mouth god no no <laughs> uh, yeah no do you wake up with like cancer just like already there <laughs> i didn't steratoma <laughs> just like, yeah, just like <laughs> you wake up on your pillow stuck to your face away. yeah your or it's just gone. Through. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to wonder, did you swallow it? <laughs> oh, nah. Ugh. Then, uh, as you are getting closer and closer to your descent, that rattling feeling it, that's especially coming from the tail is getting more loud and worrisome. In I fact, as you're looking out your port window, that, of course, it is the bubble window with big rivets in it, your fins on the side of your rocket are violently juddering as well. In fact, one of them rips free, and your ship begins to corkscrew a bit. All um, right, I, I leap into action um, as best I can. I, I, I'm more like I crawl and, and clamber my way into action, holding right. onto the rigging, because I do have a uh, talent for mechanical repair. And as a Teamster, I also have a talent for it. You know, I don't like the term here, so I'll call it improvisational engineering. Oh, well, and like that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, see if I can't at least nurse this thing down to the ground by keeping like all the fins and stuff on it. Um, so what do I need to check against? All right. Um, so this thing has an autopilot, but you could try to hack into it to override it if you want to make a manual landing yourself. As you yeah. are the teamster and you know the innards of the ship better than everyone, you know that there are a also a series of parachutes that are tucked into the rear tail as well. Ah, okay. Um, if that guys, changes your decision. Yes, it might. Uh, let's see. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. Um, that will. Hey, uh, you guys, um, I say to my, my party mates, uh, we got to get the fuck out of here. Hey, this feels like last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, are you, you going to grab them and just like leap? Yeah, 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 I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to grab. As you're beginning to, to talk and let people know this is happening, the other wing shears off. You yeah. hear the sound of like plinks of bolts. That means that to start off with, all of you need to make a panic check because the vessel okay. that you're in is actively falling apart. Uh, I'm sorry, so do we need dice this week? 
That is correct. The 2d10 and a d20. So you're going to roll a d20 and you're going to roll above your current stress. You start off with two stress. So if you happen to get uh, less than two, things are going to get even uh, more interesting. So this is like a stress check is against sanity, Your st right? current stress, which is two. So you need to roll above two on the d20. Okay. Oh, above Good two here. on the d20? Yeah, that yes. shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, uh, not a problem. 14. All right. So you keep your cool. Go on with your plan. Now you're uh, starting to plummet at a faster rate. Okay. Um, uh, Eugene, yeah. Eugene gets out of the seat and kind of like hobble walks as you do on a turbulent fall over to Levi. What's happening? Yeah, I, I grab Eugene and what's the name of our pyro friend? Uh, Olin? Olin. Yeah, I grab Eugene and Olin and basically I'm like, this fucking thing's going down. Get your parachute on, boys. We're 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 going up. And uh at oh, that God. point Yeah, exactly. At that point, I actually have an advantage that I think I can pass on to my teammates on this one. Because I do have an expertise in industrial equipment. And I like does a parachute qualify as industrial equipment? I will say for expediency, since this is something you're going to be familiar Yeah, actually, you know what, since it's a stressful situation, yeah, if you want to make a check to make sure everyone's strapped in, um, go ahead and make that. It would be the first rule of the evening. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a plus 10% advantage on, I uh, even looked at the stat yet, and that's 2D. So in this case, you're going to be using your speed, because that's going to be the most important thing, so you need to roll that on a 54. Okay. And it's a 63, so... All right. So you're strapping fail, right? in your crew, and so first off, you take one point of stress because you're not sure if you buckled everything right. You're frantically trying to help <laughs> everyone. Um, like, Shark is now beginning to vomit uh, because Graham is just, like, holding back this gobbit. Like, it's it's horrible up front. Hey, man, you're no pretty shame sure that, that your shoots are pretty okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, as you start to see, like, the ground get too uncomfortably close, you hit that ejection where you just basically blow off the back section of the ship and just shoof your way out. Uh, and hope for the best. So should be you are much to hmm? much to Eugene's chagrin, he does scream. <laughs> it's hard to maintain your reserve. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Gertrude also screams, and from like her like rat bubble helmet, like you hear this high pitch <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, um, I have her like tucked in. She is safe and secure. Uh, not she is not going anywhere. <laughs> so you have gone from the very hot, sweaty confines of your ship to now just like shockingly cold rain. Um, you are tumbling head over heels and um, you're seeing your, your parachute unfurl. And at first it's just not inflating. There's so much rain. And then there's this automatic like actinic that just like makes all of these sounds hair on your arms go up and your parachute has this propellant that makes the rain go off as some type of energy field so you see your parachutes uh deploy the ship go down 
in a ball of fire, you see some tufts of parachute. You're not sure if it got caught in the wreckage or not, but you see that you are almost ironically at this point drifting down relatively intact to where the landing pad is, where you should have made a <laughs> intact landing. You're Perfect in... landing! So you see that you were in a clearing that around the edges of this, there is moth and grasses that are already consuming the edge of the tarmac. Beyond it, there is the extremely dense jungle. You think you hear the sound of the ship dying, even like maybe concussive blasts, but rolling thunder also cracks overhead and you can't tell exactly what you're hearing. Um, are there any the structures in the clearing or nearby or? So when you're looking at the kind of immediate surrounding, you can see to a little bit to the west and kind of looping around you in between thick layers of jungle. It looks to be a river or some type of moving water. You see plumes of smoke that are getting beaten down by rain to your southeast, which is where the ship is, of yours has crashed. You can see to the uh, west, northwest, there is some type of metal tower that when you look at the map that you've been given, doesn't show up on the map. It's something recent or unsanctioned. But looking at your locator, you know that the sun dome that you're supposed to have been transported to uh, is to the northeast of here. Okay. But you, um, with using your map, you're able to navigate towards some of the different other major elements that are um, nearby. But as far as a visual inspection, that's the most of what you currently see. Um, to does north everyone... of you is just more jungle. Does everyone else have a personal locator, or am I the only one who's got that in their inventory? So your personal locator is going to be effective for locating other members of your team and tracking them. It'll also help to keep you directly connected to your map. Everyone else has a, ma a general map of Venus 3, but yours is going to be the most meaningful in keeping track and not getting lost. Okay. I, I'm going to inform my... Um my teammates of that if they weren't aware that I've got this personal locator and that <clears throat> thus I can kind of point us in the right direction. Um, I would like to ask Eugene for an appraisal of the situation from like a scientific point of view. Yeah. I'm more of a practical guy. I'm going to first and foremost, I'm going to kind of check over the, my, my, uh, the rest of the crew to make sure no one's in too bad of shape. Uh, everyone kind of got through that unharmed somehow. Um, and as soon as as soon as I kind of deduced that, like, okay, no one is in medical emergency. Uh, Those I of heard... us who survived. <laughs> well, There's only three of you. So oh, I thought status... I thought Shark was with us for some reason. No, um, I, think, I, I think they're all dead. Well, the locator um, that you have has them all at, at what you presume is the crash site. Yeah. That's no. I feel that's like I not. No, if if it blew up. Uh, Eugene is morally opposed to cannibalism, just so I can further distance himself from me. Um, okay. Uh, 
Once I make sure uh make sure uh uh my my compatriots are unharmed, uh, I have a sample collection kit. I'm going to um I'm going to use my chemistry skill here, I okay. think, to try to kind of and I assume I would have gotten at least a little bit of a science brief like environmental science briefing on what what Venus 3 was like. Um, is it safe to be in the rain? Will it melt us? So if you are, so if you want to take the time to take that sample, um, by all means, uh, go ahead and make me a science, excuse me, not a science, um, go ahead and make me your intellect check. Um, okay. I'm going to doing that. Fun fact, uh, like, so um, Bradbury, like, people of the time thought that Venus might be a, a rainy jungle kind of world, like our Venus. Um, and it does, in fact, rain all the time on Venus. It just happens to rain hydrochloric acid. Yeah. So, um, so you, may, uh, you can Ian. make that check at advantage since you have the kit. And okay, cool. That's what I was going to ask. The hydrochloric acid test is just like sticking okay. a hand out, you know? Yeah. You still have uh, hand. So it's, yeah. uh, I rolled under. Okay. And don't forget, if you get doubles, either for success or failure, then that is uh, well, crit success or crit fail. I am good. All right. Dubbies. So taking a, a quick sample of the rain um, and running it through your kit, at first it's hard to keep your sample isolated because it's just a sheer downfall, a constant downpour here. Yeah. yeah. And the sample comes back that it's very similar to water on Earth. How now, how able... similar? Because one or two molecules off, and suddenly you're dying. He was it's about to tell point. us. It's a good point. So it's chemically similar enough that it doesn't kill you immediately. Um, you can tell by how the electrolyte balance in it that over time that it kind of breaks things down. It like leeches vital, almost like vital essence from people. Oh, we're gonna get and... all pruny. Exactly. So you know that <laughs> constant, constant exposure to this is going to be detrimental to yourself beyond just the the hypothermia potential. But gotcha. um, but as immediate, could you drink it? Could you be exposed? Yeah, you'd be fine. But long term, um, it's right. definitely something that you'll be worrisome. Okay. The rain is the rain is um uh we should be okay, but we need to get to. We need to get to the sun dome as quickly as possible. All right. Um, did I? I'd like to check with um, Ovum Ivar Snowball. What's your name, Pashki? Owen <laughs> Snowball. It's Snowball. You got it in one, bud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna add Nestle and Snowballs. Um, no, it's a, that is too far. Snowball was fine. <laughs> snowballs. Ah. <laughs> Uh, Olin, Olin has his explosives, uh, still, right? Like, with him? Correct. I just, yeah. I, okay. I'm just doing an inventory check with everybody. Like, um, all right, I've got the locator, and I think that, um, that, that, uh, oh my god, I've already forgotten the name again. Because I, I could just keep to get snowballs, so now it's gonna be snowballs. Um, it's gonna be snowballs. I accept. Yeah, so, so I, I hence snowballs the the personal locator since he's kind of the action hero of the crew 
um, so that he might lead the way and I will follow bravely and, uh, you know, whack anything what needs whacking should it pop up alongside him. So taking another look at your locator, um, you see that one of the vital signs for um, your one of your other crewmates is is winking. Two of them are God out. Damn it! Um, but you're not sure that if that's a faulty response due to the interference of the rain. Um, also, just kind of getting a bearing at this place um, using with your personal locator, you can also get a sense of um, that to the north from here through this very dense section of jungle looks like there is a bunker as well for maybe uh, some type of basic shelter. So the major features that you can orient yourself to the immediacy would be navigating through a dense jungle area towards a bunker, towards this mysterious tower of metal to the northeast from here, or like the kind of west-north, uh, sorry, to the east-northeast of here, um, and then the crash site for where your ship was, and then also you can head in the direction of that sun dome you were initially supposed to have gone to. So make your plans and then head out from here. The more that you're out here in the rain, out in the open, the more exposed you feel, and you're having a hard time judging if other things might be aware of you out here. Um, I, I, I think we should make our way to the bunker. The, the possibility that there's some kind of conveyance that can get us to the sun dome seems likely. Mm, we know like which that. vital sign is blinking. Like whether it's shark. <laughs> <laughs> it looks oh, that's that's Kelly. I she is dreadful. <laughs> it looks like it's shark. I mean, do you guys want to cut weight, move on to the bunker? I mean, if we get the vehicle, uh, we can in theory not. get to the crash site faster. Also, does anyone have an umbrella? I really need one right now. It's hard to smoke while it's raining. Uh, as soon all as the, Eugene is made aware that there's a lifeline going, he's like, "Okay, well, we, we need to go. We need to go take care of that. We need to go help whoever's hurt." We need to go take care of that shink. No, <laughs> no survivors. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, yeah, but mercy right. kill any of the. <laughs> But no, like uh, a legitimate. If the bunker has a vehicle and we can get to the crash site faster by way of yeah. going to the bunker first, that makes sense. Um, Plus, shark's so tough. I saw him eat his cigarette, and like, uh, I I think he'll be fine. Oh, ew! I mean, not this. That's not how you. Yeah, you cigarette. So sharks, like the the Venus, might be better not having shark on it anymore. Because okay, the guy doesn't know how to smoke. We can't make that call, though. We, <laughs> yeah, we can. That's not our decision to make. Doesn't know how to smoke. He's off the fucking list. Like, no no salvation. I love that. <laughs> doesn't know how to smoke. I'm currently taking my, my parachute and trying to fold it and hold it over my head so that I can start a cigarette. That's actually <sighs> a pretty good idea. Um, yeah, in, in terms of getting the rain off you. All right. Yeah. Um, I I think Eugene is going to like start 
sloshing his way towards the crash site. Hmm. Because while while it is true that if the bunker has a uh, conveyance, that'd be faster. If it doesn't, it's twice as long, and Shark could be dying like right now. So he feels he needs to get there ASAP. But then well, we get to drag it. Shark to the to the Sun Dome or the bunker, whichever. To to oh, I've got um no, I've just got battle dress, standard battle dress. So that's my armor. No, I don't have med kit. Is currently getting sick, and I, I can mean, hear her it's blowing less... her nose and coughing. <laughs> oh, it's it's less about um you know what's rational and more about like Eugene just took off. So as as much as I'm not like you know the world's like like romantically interested in Eugene, I do value his friendship, and so. I'm going to stick with them just so he doesn't get. Are uh, you saying that you're going to friend zone Eugene? I might. I might be. I might be friend zoning him. It depends. Um, well, do you just need a shoulder rub? Friend zone is toxic. If, if he tilts his fedora rickishly enough, there's always a little room <laughs> for movement in that zone. Is all I'm saying. Like you could, you could be in the friends with benefits zone. You wear that fedora, right? Um, <clears throat> That's what I read in the books, anyway. Eugene so, Eugene um, does not have a fedora, but Gertrude does. Oh, excellent! I well, you, uh, guys, I need I need everyone to close their eyes and picture a pudgy, slightly elderly lab rat wearing a little fedora, and tell me it's not the cutest goddamn thing. I don't have to close my eyes; it's like dancing in my vision with my eyes open. That's it's wonderful. wonderful. I already drew so the rat. Happy. I'm just putting the hat on it now. So snowballs, as you are trying to light up your <laughs> cigarette, you hear the hum begin to wind down in the parachute, and water just immediately starts to trickle through, Aww. and it just it puts out this one like faint ember of hope, just out completely. You can see that water is beginning to pool up and rise up pretty quickly around the edges of the tarmac. The edges of this of this clearing are ringed with uh, knots of very thick reeds, and then these ferns that seem to be swaying beyond just the normal, uncomfortably howling, gusting wind. The direction that you're going to be heading in, you can see the ferns give way to large clumps of moss that seem to be just kind of puffing just a bit, like soaking up the water of it and expelling it out of its masses. And then uh, very thick um, patches of greenery. That Greenery is a misnomer. It should be grayery. A lot of the plant life here is different shades of gray, 49 shades of gray, perhaps, uh, although mm. some are tinged with colors, although muted. Mm. Um, Going to the south from here, um, or to the uh, southeast from here on direction towards the ship, um, Eugene, you are the doom. Um, all right, so to start with, as you kind of trudging forward and you're cooing to Gertrude, making sure she's okay, um, you feel something beginning to twitch in the waters below your feet. The water that you're moshing through is up halfway through your shins, um, but each footfall, you get sucked down in the mud just a bit, and there's something that's moving. Uh, make me um, a speed check. 
Okay. Do, 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 do. Speed. Oh, oh boy. Oh shit. Nice. Uh, I am just, just under. So you did not think I was to... going to make that. Gertrude kind of gives this warning chirp that you could just barely hear over the sound of the rain, but it's just enough to make you pull back. A barbed vine of some kind lashes out where your foot was just for a second, and then pulling up out of the mud, you see this giant fanged maw. If you knew it, Levine Snowball, this would almost <laughs> look like a Venus flytrap, but grotesque. It's thorny it's appendages Venus, lash out. Venus three flytrap. I Goku Flora? Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, um, guy with the bombs. Like, I think that thing's hungry. Yeah, um, I pull up my uh, submachine gun. Oh, and... shit. <laughs> Aren't you glad nice. I'm here? Dude, like... I have a flare gun with two shots, and I thought I was the most heavily armed guy. I have a chemistry <laughs> set, y'all. That uh, could be the most heavily armed right there. Got the right All chemicals. Right. Wow, yeah, well, I'm very glad we brought you along. All right, uh... uh I want so to mow down. Can, a... we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll treat this as a round of combat. So, yep. Mothership encourages you to have all players go this, right. discuss what their actions are and then conduct that action. So, we'll do that and then it'll be rotated between the, the, the creature's response and its action. Will also, all there's a few games that do this kind of open um, uh, initiative style and sometimes it's really beneficial. Like you can kind of make a plan and then it happens as opposed to mm -hmm. like, Oh no, I'm going to hold my turn and hope the thing I want to happen happens. So it's, it's kind of like back in old school D and D how there was the caller who would say what the party's actions were to the GM and then they would resolve. Yeah. yeah. Um, so go ahead and make your action. So, uh, Eugene, you are uh, about 10 feet away from this uh, Venus flytrap thing. Uh, it rears its mouth open, and if it had some type of lungs, it would probably be screaming at you, but it just just gnashes this maw. I have that effect on plants. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm just scrambling back, but... Uh, I want to point out that as I scramble back, I'm also now paying attention to like the water around us, looking for. I mean, I, what well, you can't see ripples because it's raining, but I'm trying I'm to. Ahead of you. I I have in my inventory here a subsurface scanner, and I would nice. like to use my action during the tune to fire that bad boy up, and, or excuse me, that bad girl. Let's uh, call her Deep Debbie. And uh, I'm gonna I'm going to use Deep good. Debbie to try and scan um, the subsurface and see what else is fucking around down there. Okay. And what about you, Snowballs? Snowballs is just <laughs> locked and loaded, ready to just. He's going to cut down the Venus flytrap with as many bullets as it takes to just. Is that like? Uh, did we have a Tommy gun in the game last week too? Uh, no, because we were on an airplane. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that would have been hard. With Yeah. All right. So 
as you are using your subsurface scanner, you're able to identify where more of these thorny tendrils are snaking through the mud. And you are able to give uh, snowballs a little bit more of an area of where to fire at this creature. You can see that some of its body is located underneath the water and there's a large center of mass in the mud. So your major targets are either the giant maw itself that's gnashing or the fanged, the uh, toothed tentacles, or its uh, kind of center of mass. Uh, where are you choosing to fire? I'm going for the center of mass. I mean, you know, just double tap at first, see if that drops it, and then if that didn't, just... <laughs> All right, so... Go ahead, and so you're going to be making your combat check. Um, so you're going to be getting an advantage to that since um, you've been able to kind of get this more information from the system. <laughs> so for you, your current combat is going to be at a, for the purposes of this check, it's going to be at a 62. Okay, so, and with, so with advantage, am I rolling 4d10? You're not going to be getting, you're not going to be getting advantage. I'm, I'm adding oh. in a, a oh, okay. bonus to it. So All right, all right. So, yeah, you roll 2d10, and you're trying to get uh, 62 or less. Well, that's stupid. Because I got 66. Oh, no. Oh, great. So that's fantastic, because, A, that is a, a failure. It's a panic check. And when Marines panic, it makes everyone else panic. So this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> so the first thing is you gain a point of stress. So your stress is now three. Um, now you're going to make a panic check, so roll d20 and get under, or should get over three. Thirteen. Okay, so you keep your cool, um, but you fire wildly. Just, um, the, just your, all of your shots go completely wide. Um, when you do that... Gravity is different on Venus, this isn't my fault! <laughs> in your peripheral vision, you can see movement in the tall reeds that you pass through behind you. Like on the other side of the um, the landing pad, you see patterns of the the reeds begin to move. Okay, uh, who's? I, I think it's Eugene now. Um, are we at the? I'm, does the thing move, and then we make a new plan? Um, so it is going to do its action. It's going to lash out at the most visible target, and it's going to be you, Snowballs. Um, so it, um, go ahead and make me a body save. Doubles again. Uh, so body save, I rolled a 55. Uh, body, 30. So I went way over that. Uh, so you want to do under? Yeah, I went way over that. I rolled 55. And you rolled oh, double, 55. which is another, uh, yeah. All right. Fantastic. So this is not your day another, snowball. Your cigarettes for wet. Check. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So you, you gain another point of stress and make another panic check. 13. All right. That, so 13 uh, is a lucky number for you. Uh, so the creature lashes out at you with this uh, mud-soaked, uh, thorn-studded tendril. It rakes across you, but you can feel 
your suit seals hold against it, but it feels like it's questing across your body, trying to find some yeah. type of entrance to like lash on to you. Yeah. Um, Aren't we all? I, mean, I, I feel that way about Eugene a little bit. <laughs> so it's, I, uh, so ouch. Snowball, this is definitely Jeez, not your day. One more horrible thing to you. Make me a fear save. You are coming into close quarter combat with this thing that is trying to get inside your suit. Um, it is not, not, you have not taken any damage because it was below your AP, um, but it is still a harrowing experience. Fear save against a vegetable, and you call yourself a marine. I rolled a double zero and a four. I never <laughs> know whether that's... No, that's a four, then. You rolled a four. Okay. Which is good okay. on a fear that's save, good. I think. That, yeah. That's good. Double zero. Um, so you are me. able to hold your own. You have enough nicotine left in your system that you are able to stay calm. <laughs> uh, Eugene, what was it that you said that you were doing earlier? Uh, earlier, I was just trying to get away from it. Okay. You do retreat, and that's why you, uh, Snowballs took all of the uh, attacks. Um, if, when you turn around and look, the reeds behind you are perfectly still. Hmm. I don't trust it. I don't trust anything. Um, I don't know if you know from this song I just sang, but I don't trust that. Um, oh, uh, I, okay. I I thought you were saying that that's based on a popular song. I don't trust anything. And I was like, I got to go hear that song. That sounds great. <laughs> Good theme song, right? Yeah. Um. I but I think Eugene is uh does not trust the still reads and really like I don't have a weapon. Uh I do have a weapon, but I don't have a weapon that'd be good in this situation. So I am continuing to backpedal and like whip my head around looking for more danger. It's kind of all I got at the moment. All right. Um go um all right, so you are outside of the, the range of danger. You're keeping uh, Gertrude safe. Um, may, uh, as you are uh, scrabbling backwards, um, make me a speed check. Stop it! <laughs> okay, I, uh, that's a failure. It's okay. a bad failure, but it's not uh, doubles, so I think I'm... Okay. I'm yeah. So this is um, um, a a. So when you uh, so you take your point of stress, and the reason why it's it's stressful is that as you are walking backwards, you trip over something in the mud. You're now trying you're trying to pay more attention to things, um, but you've missed something. Um, and at first, it feels like it's pulling you down, but you realize you just got your foot snapped or caught, and so you fall forward, and you see that there is a body just below the surface of the water sinking into the mud and you become like face first with it uh, but does not scream it's getting man leader um you see that this is um a person wearing an infantry outfit for patamo major so a full-blooded corp merc of some kind. That ain't good. All right. Uh, so next round, you've got this creature. 
um, it's, it keeps gnashing its toothy maw. And as you start to make your plans, you hear this high-pitched deafening whistle coming from the other side of the clearing, just right and perhaps maybe where the edge of that jungle is. The Venus flytrap thing shudders, mashes its maul just one more time, and it starts to slink away. You hear a slurping sound as it uses its tentacles to pull itself up a little bit off the mud, and it starts to very slowly kind of amble its way through the mud. Cool. Constantly keeping its teeth bared at you as it slinks. It slips huh. into a pool of water and vanishes out of sight. That was fortunate. Well, I was fortunate for it because I was about to put on my tough gloves. Go wrangle oh. some tentacles with those tough ass gloves. There's a there's a man here. <laughs> That's so mild mannered. Is yeah, he dead? <laughs> I I mean, yes. Does he uh, have anything we can use on him? Yeah, let's dig him out Snowball. of there. Dig them out of there and see uh Look. see what's up. All right. Uh, uh are you doing that action then? Yeah, I'll just grab them by their dead-ass arms and haul them out of the mud that way. All right. So when you do that, part of their skin just sloughs off. Like, they look not very pruny from this water. Not, and yeah. you just kind of... It's like when you're pulling, like, a chicken wing and, like, the bones come out and, like, the flesh is yeah. left behind. Uh, and oh, it's God. horribly grisly. Uh, you can even hear that squelching sound above the rain. So um, uh -huh. make me a sanity check. Okay. Oh, Oh no. Let's see. Sanity is. I've seen that in a couple of years. Okay. Oh. Really? That's a, probably a fail, uh, considering that I rolled an 89. Oh, yeah. Oopsies. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's just this unreal thing. Is like you just see this person's body separate, and um, you just like even part of her face just sloughs off. So you're looking at this leering skull. Um, even uh, their I... eyes have turned to some type of jelly, being soaked in this strange rain. Um, you get this preternatural feeling of dread and absolute horror, and make me um so gain a point of stress from that you got it um and you start to to um your mind just reels a bit and you're starting to feel a little bit unmoored that constant rain upon you is already starting to unsettle you more than you thought um when you take a second and you clear your thoughts and you look at the the body you see that not only do they have the identification of being part of the Potomac Major Infantry, um, but there's a patch that says cut to the core on it, and it has a jagged knife. Um, and that's then below it, you can patch. see, you just rip it right off. Um, it identifies them as a member of Crew 612. One take of the. That too. All right. Not, not, this isn't for like trophy taking, this is like to identify them to their. If we can okay. find other survivors of the unit or whatever. 
Um, the contents of their pockets are otherwise kind of dissolved just a bit. Like there's some lumpy bits of things. Um, but in <laughs> this hand, uh, as you kind of debride the flesh bits off of it, they hold some type of weird ray gun. It looks oh, very yeah. much like something you would see out of a old comic book. It has a pistol grip and then, then like little flanges, uh, like concentric circle flanges with a, almost like a proboscis, some type I, of maybe laser pistol. I give it to Eugene. Oh, um, uh, oh, well, thank you. You're um, welcome. Eugene Point. Eugene stares at it, torn between he gave me a gift and ah, this is a gun, actually. <laughs> um, which Eugene is not like morally opposed to guns. Eugene is emotionally opposed to him holding a gun, but he is yeah. not rejecting it. Do okay, I good. see do I see you not understanding it and kind of like just step over? That's the end. You point at the thing you want to die. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. the, that's the thing that makes it only fire one. That's the thing that makes it fire a Snowball. lot. Snowball. Little instruction. Snowball. I, I had to take the training alongside you. Um, <laughs> I do. He's, he's kind of holding it gingerly. Like, I do understand. Uh, I do. I, I do understand. Finger needs he, to he, like he that until you're ready to like, kill something. Just remember that. He, he pointed directly at Snowball as he's looking at the side of it, trying to figure out how much ammo it has. Snowball's just like, nope. He just kind of <laughs> lifts it up and away. Speaking of um, ray guns, like I forget what I was watching the other day, but it had um, like laser fire that actually caused blood to spill. And at first I was like, nah, it would cauterize the wound. But thinking about it, I was like, probably not. Like, it probably would, you know. I mean, the, the lasers that they use when they do, like, eye cauterization surgery like mine are, like, very sharp and precise. And, like, they cauterize, but, like, they can cut just as easily. So, um, anyway, yeah. Fuck something up with that laser gun, Eugene. Thank, thank, thank you. I, um, You're welcome. I will do my best. So, for the sake of being able to move this narrative along, there We're you have the a, Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying oh, okay. you have a montage of just various unpleasantries as you trudge <laughs> towards the crash site. The rain goes from torrential to the very unsettling light sprinkle for about three seconds before it becomes torrential again. Um, you start to get a slight bit of almost like tinnitus from the sheer amount of noise that it makes as it crescendos off of your shoulders. And um, you feel everything about you just get progressively and progressively wetter. Um, on the outskirts of the crash site, you see that it looks like it plowed through a swath of jungle and it is just tore a hole. But even being on the slight outskirts of this kind of furrow leading into it, you see that the jungle itself is already beginning to fill in the furrow 
little bits of moss are creeping in, filling out, uh, replacing that earth as if it doesn't even want the earth exposed to the sky for that long. And now, little... Ian, hmm? as a GM, details are important. Is it the shitty gray moss or the shitty, like, gray-green moss that, that's growing back? Well, do you want to get up closer and take a look at it? Eat it. Eat it. Eat <laughs> it. Yeah. Eat yeah. It. That's that, by the way, that is John chanting that, not Eugene. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll take, actually, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the fuck I'd be looking at. So never mind. I do that. Yeah. You could ask the scientist if hey, you were curious. Uh, Eugene, would you like to have a look at this interesting moss and tell me if it has any medicinal or please sweet lucifer psychoactive properties eugene eugene looks at levi uh, <laughs> as if to say like hey we've known each other for a number of years now you know i don't study fungi and moss or mold and you've never professed interest in mold before what the <laughs> fuck bro but what he says is oh uh yeah absolutely sure <laughs> and so yeah he'll take out his sample collection kit and uh uh so i don't have any skills in botany but can i can i chemistry this um yeah you can I, definitely I, still make a check you're just not going to get that plus 10 bonus me, 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 me. i just <laughs> how i feel about that I, uh, I just that's okay check for um uh you know Anything in the DMT, LSD, or uh, psilocybin families, or Is it related um, molecules. Yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> ah. Hmm. Well, uh, I I did very well uh, okay. on my roll. Hell yeah. So when you start to look at this moss, the moss itself seems pretty innocuous. It's some type of very rapidly growing. Um, that looking at it uh, through your sample collection kit, that whenever exposed to oxygen, it rapidly uh, sporulates and proliferates. So mm. cutting the ground open just is part of its life cycle. Um, right. But what's stranger is, is that when you're looking at this in the sample collection kit, that not only moss is growing, but there's also fungus and in real time, you see little bits of fruiting bodies start to stick out and little shoot as like a little um, parasol of a mushroom opens up. And looking up from around the kit, you can see in the clearing that's been made by the furrow, there are just pockets of these mushrooms that are growing and they seem um, to be swelling. Well, normally I, I was I going really to really want to just run over and eat one. Like without Charles, do yeah. not do not pull a John Baltusberger. <laughs> okay, I get yeah. in so much trouble. Um, a true story. When I find a mushroom going in my yard, my first instinct is to Google it and see if I can eat it. Um, the answer is usually my wife hits me. Um, <laughs> That's a smart wife. <laughs> so uh, I don't usually get them down the hatch. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, she's so, a rolled up newspaper like no John no <laughs> get that so out of your mouth she has, a, she has an old coffee can filled with beans that she shakes at me <laughs> um, and the noise scares stop me stop it so as you, you approach further into this cro uh, crash site you can see that the jungle here is brighter 
and a little bit less dense than some of the other areas. Um, but as you start to filter out the constant uh, din of the rain, you can hear harsh crackling and crashing sounds as if in the jungle beyond here, there are things that might be moving. There's almost like a, a deep rhythmic sloshing sounds from deeper in the jungle. And maybe like the sound of leaves smacking. Whatever whatever's out there, it's going to be attracted to to the crash. We need to we need to get to um we need to get to Shark as quickly as possible and and get him out of here. Can we check the what? device to see if Shark is still alive? Yeah, Snowballs has the device. Uh, I, I left him in charge of that. All right. Can I read the device? <laughs> so, as... Do I uh, have brain? Normally, no. As, as you are uh, watching the personal locator and you look at it, you see that the life sign for Shark is gone. You can see where his, his signal is. It's on the other side of your ship that crashed, uh, which I regretted, forgot to tell you earlier because it has a fantastic name. It's the Odin Hearthbringer. Ooh. Um, you can see on the other side of the ship that the large piles of mud that have been torn up by it are also starting to get covered over by that grayish moss. Um, are you heading over in the direction of, of the signal? Otherwise, the signals for the other two crewmates uh, are from inside the ship. The front of the ship is just crumpled up like a tin can. So wait a minute. Um, did the the two inside the ship, are those like life signals that we get? No, from I them? mean like your locator where you, like, oh, you can tell where you. they, yeah. Um, is there any need to check for life or can we just bail? up to you guys no i'm asking my oh. companions so we've made it to the <laughs> yeah ship. asshole right um, we made it to the crash site yeah yeah well if we if we're here i'm gonna go check inside have a cigarette right. and i'll yeah. let you know if they're alive yeah <laughs> we might as well see if there's anything left you better like get that, that shit smoked before like a brontosaurus or whatever shows up yeah you you'd smoke a brontosaurus Amen. So, are you is saying it, you're looking it? inside the ship, or are you looking to see where Shark was uh, ejected? I... No, fuck Shark. He's dead. They're all dead. Um, I think he wants to go inside the ship so he can smoke. Yeah, okay. I'm checking for survivors, whatever that yeah. means. Right. <laughs> uh, so, when you poke your head in the ship, um, it's not perfectly dry. There is uh, the dome above you has been shattered, so hey, water streaming down in various places. So it's less wet but it's still damp and there's still a drizzle all right I, is it I, enough to smoke possibly if your cigarettes are still dry do i have to really roll for that really what do i what do, what do i roll to oh no i cigarettes made you go through too many too many rolls earlier i'm not going to do that to you again still. i got a 58 for dry cigarettes <laughs> does does ian servas hate cigarettes does you know? I did, I did not. I didn't. I didn't even ask for roll. He was rolling. Hate cigarette. Does Venus three hate cigarettes? I, I, mean, uh, I will tell you, Gertrude hates cigarettes. Well, Gertrude is uh, nestled close into your bosom. She's fine. All yeah, right. She so, 
so an actual back to the game uh trying to smoke doesn't work cool just flips the cigarette away puts the pack back in his pocket and do i find the survivors do, uh, do i want to roll or do, do you want me to are so, there survivors um, yeah so when you are go through and you're looking for them you find Graham and abbott's all over the place there's uh, bits of them just kind of plastered on the various another surfaces. another fine mess you've gotten um, me into. <laughs> that you became. That is fantastic. Um, <laughs> but you see that uh, some of your gear is still in here, uh, tangled up and kind of strewn around, almost like intestines or various coils of that rope that you had wanted. The um, extra flare gun this pack looks like it's been smashed and kind of like it's bounced around the inside of the hole what about the um, flares uh the flares are still good uh so there are four more flares uh two of them I'll look like they've gotten goes, waterlogged yeah. but there are four okay. good flares all right i'll take there's a couple of rations um you see that one of the pack putting out of it I probably wouldn't eat that one, actually. What, what about Gertrude? Do you think she would? Um, I have a pocket full of um rat kibble. Yeah. It's <laughs> look. Look. I just love saying blank kibble, like any pet, like iguana kibble. Like it makes uh, me we laugh, actually don't know? call that we don't call it kibble in my house. Oh yeah. We call it stink cereal. <laughs> uh Speaking of stink cereal, um, if you would, <laughs> Levi, you. would you go ahead and make me a um, industrial? Actually, go ahead and make me a mechanical repair check. You so that's going to be as intellect. Uh, make him a stink check. And that is a good roll. That's a nine zero nine. So I passed that one. Uh, so you've noticed as you're going through and you're looking from the outside of and looking at insides, you're you're starting to get equipment. You're getting the extremely intense feeling that this ship was sabotaged. Hmm. Looking at the damage that was done, like you can see the damage has been done by impact, but there are certain scrapes and uh, types of marks on the, um, in various aspects of the ship that looks like it was made to fail. made to okay um that's interesting so like we were shot out of a corporate vessel right mm -hmm. hmm. why the why the fuck would they want that's interesting okay corporate sabotage it could be a different company altogether designed obsolescence Maybe. it's just the thing that they do so that they have to buy a new ship all new rockets all new drop pods um yeah as you kind of comb through the wreckage, you find a very suspicious device that looks like a remote that okay. seems to be tied to the damage, Arc. perhaps uh, some like a small explosion or perhaps something about those bolts being um, coming out in, in a improper um, sequence. Um, but looks like something had triggered this on purpose. Snowballs. Snowballs, did you did you blow up our drop pod? Look, while it was Come a lot on. of fun on the way down, I really had a good time. I don't know about you guys, but blowing up a <laughs> ship that I'm on, A, not big enough. If I was blowing up our ship, 
we wouldn't even be looking at body parts right now. <laughs> this is an amateur's Fair work, not enough. mine. Fair enough. Okay. But it was somebody on board because that it was Apple. Is... This is designed obsolescence. <laughs> well, Apple sounds almost like Abbott, so I think we have our culprit. Case closed. All right. Um you guys you guys see Eugene is kind of at the edge of the uh the ship, uh the wreck look, looking out into the the horrible outer world that they all crashed on. Um, is there a severed arm nearby? There is bits of an arm. Because I'd like to sneak up behind Eugene and like dangle it over his shoulder and be like, you know, like I'm putting my arm around him, only it's a, like a severed arm, just as a funny joke. <laughs> Um, if you you find the arm like an arm that's still uh, clutching a rosary, and um, beautiful, you take the arm, and this is pretty macabre. Like you take an arm, like you're already unfazed by the fact that you just like pulled the flesh off of a body. <laughs> Pulling an arm off the ground at this point is normal business to you, and you dangle it across you know, in front of your friend who you're rejecting their advance, their romantic advances, and you dangle a severed arm. Um, that is a horrifying event. Uh, so so first of all, uh, Eugene... yes, I'm about to roll stress. However, I will say, Eugene has never, never advanced upon uh, Levi. No, I'm just having fun, you know, with my bros, that's all. Um, so that's going to be... So you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna gain a point of stress, and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it's gonna make me a fear check. Oh, this, uh, this is why I'm not allowed to work for emergency service. What's the different? Was the fear check? That's one of your three saves. Saves. There it is. Um. Well, that's that's real bad, actually. <laughs> Pranks. Uh, that's a sixty-six. <laughs> All right, great. Um. So. Um, you. I want. Right, so I want you, you to know. I was check. like gearing up to do a real poignant scene, pointing at <laughs> Eugene's like encroaching depression from the rain, and instead <laughs> we're doing this. Well, you're not depressed anymore. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Ian. So go ahead and make me your uh, panic check. All right. How do I do that again? Uh, that's D20, and you're rolling over your current stress, which I believe is, is at four or five for you now. Uh, it's, at f it's at four, unless I got another point from the fear. No, it'll be four then. <sighs> uh, did not pass. All right. Uh so actually, all of y'all gained some uh, stress as well. That, that is actually that is actually uh, nope. <laughs> Whenever you fail a sanity, oh no, that uh, was not that sanity. Was sanity. That was sanity. Um, so that all right. So what did you roll for? I rolled uh, a two. A two. So you swallow down a uh, a budding panic attack and you just become incredibly anxious and you gain another point of stress i wish i wish i could say i felt bad or guilty about this but 
I'm I this will have me smiling for days. So I, I slap the hand I slap the arm out of your hand and <laughs> like kind of hiss. Fuck you, Levi. But Jay, did you Fuck say you. did you roll As a two I, or three? What did two. Okay, make sure, okay. And kind of and I just stalk out into the rain. <laughs> oh, I'm a prick. Ah, oh, sorry. I'm sorry I'm a prick, but No, that was funny. I <laughs> It's not the you. first time Thank I've you. seen the old hand over the shoulder joke. <laughs> it's right. better when you got three extras. <laughs> so from here, looking at your map, there are different directions that you can go. The nearest landmark that you can see visually from here beyond just more jungle and river is a metallic tower that's not on your map. Um, it's kind of hard to make the features out as the top of it is a little bit shrouded in fog or mist, or maybe it's just more rain clouds. Uh, you know that you are still a whiles off from the Sun Dome, and that bunker that you um, said you wanted to go to, you're going to have to go back the way you came and then further to the north from there. Uh, you see um, kind of darting through the thick jungle to your southeast there is a river that meanders through this area uh so you said the nearest landmark is the metal tower yes to the uh east northeast from here i would say um anywhere that we can potentially get out of the rain although i wouldn't assume that fucking thing had a roof on it um knowing this planet and corporation and world in general but uh i would think that would be a good way to head what do you guys think it makes more sense than going back snowballs might finally get that smoke he's been looking for uh oh does the ship have an umbrella no all right that's a shittily prepared ship well you were supposed to have had conveyance to the sun dome and all this that would have been moot Saying, yeah, but like, like, I mean, I carry a a little compacty umbrella in like my backpack everywhere, just in case. Can I check um, the door to see if there's like one of those installed, so that if you forget the umbrella, there's just a backup mini one, <laughs> like luxury <laughs> cars have. Uh, uh, that's too much of a push. <laughs> All right, so what direction will you be heading? Uh. uh John, what do you think about the the tower? Uh, Y'all are going to have to decide alone because Eugene has walked into the rain. Wait, just like away from us forever? Not forever, but he is not with you currently while you're making this plan. You can track him on the on the pit boy. Yeah, yeah. let's let's track uh, Eugene down and calm his ass down, and then get to that that tower and and by the way john i do not mean to invalidate your feelings at all i'm just invalidating your, your player character's feeling no no i don't take it personally <laughs> um but you will pay <laughs> <laughs> eugene where did you say you're headed to uh eugene just walked straight out and into the rain he, he's headed to, can, you heading to can you give me a cardinal direction He's headed to fuck you city that I believe I I am the mayor of currently. <laughs> you just, so this, so I mean, this is designed to be a hex crawl, and we're kind of bending uh, the rules okay, of hex yeah. crawling. Uh, just for okay, sake west. Of time. How about west? 
West. All right. Um, so you don't care where you're headed to, and that is the opposite direction, in essence, of where that tower is. From here, um, you are going to be going parallel to where that landing pad is and heading through a jungly area. Mm-hmm. But um, perhaps maybe by going through the jungle, maybe you can get a little bit more respite from the rain. As you are alone with your thoughts, just absolutely feel rebuked by your uh, uh, your object of affection. Um, you walk completely into this jungle, and after a few steps, you begin to realize that it smells like a combination of rotten eggs and cat piss. And ammonia and take, sulfur. Exactly. As you take um stock of where you are you see that um the ground around you is heaving just a bit like like the ground is almost almost like it's breathing since i since i have already kind of established that my specialty is exoplanet geology and uh weather would I have any kind of inkling what um, oh. sulfur, ammonia, and the heaving ground might? Actually, be, that's uh... a very good point. Um, make me that uh, intellect check plus uh, your relevant bonus. Okay. Do do do. Uh, nah, I didn't. I didn't land that one. So I gain a point of stress, uh, and as you're watching us trying to figure out why you're fixating more on the chemical nature of this and trying to figure out why the ground is seizing, um, before it dawns on you, what's happening is that pockets of gas are being released from far below you, meaning everything is about to cave in. And so it's with that like dawning sense of just dawning dread that the ground from underneath you sucks under, uh, becoming this, this, the ground just opens up and pulls you in. Uh, make me a strength check to catch yourself on a nearby tree or get sucked into I will not. All right. (laughs) So you suck halfway into your waist. Um, so you are trying to scrabble with one hand to pull, like to grab for this tree. And if you maybe right now grab with both hands, you can get to the tree and try your pulse yourself up. But Gertrude is sucking down in the mud. Uh, I am not, I am not willing to save myself and let Gertrude die. So I'm might be going down with the ship. Uh, don't know yet. I am gonna try to save gertrude though that's for darn so if sure. you spend your action saving gertrude you can grab gertrude and fling her to safety um outside of the the sucking mud um and try to free yourself later okay that's what i do um so you grab gertrude she shrieks in horror. She's probably trying to say, save yourself, but uh, you won't have any of that. So you throw her to safety in a batch of these very soft-looking uh, ferns, 
and more of that cat piss ammonia smells is like wafting up out of this mud packet as you're getting sucked in further. Uh, make me a strength check at disadvantage. Man, so my first roll got it. Uh, however, ah. it's at disadvantage, so I failed. All right. So Gertrude watches in horror as you're up now to your neck in mud. So you're... Um, uh, however, uh, Ian, I have a um, a harpoon gun. That does my is... harpoon gun have a rope attached to it? It does. Is there anything I might harpoon within eyeline? Trees. Like, I would like to harpoon a tree instead of making a strength check on my last turn. All right, that is perfectly fine. I'll well, well done. Uh, so That's go ahead and make me a combat have. check instead. Okay. Uh, combat, combat. Okay. Uh, can I reroll or do I need to use my last roll? Um, well, we're going to be basically mulliganing since you thought of that action. It would have been more logical. Cool. So whatever okay. you roll now, we'll, we'll take. I rolled worse. Oh, I wish that very first roll had counted. Uh, yeah, I rolled worse. Um, all right, so you fire off your harpoon gun and it makes this, you know, very loud, deafening crack because there's a lot of force to expel on those harpoons because it's yeah. like pulling ships or just disembowel kaiju or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> so Snowball and um, you, or not you, sorry, um, call me uh, Levi. Ishmael. Levi, thank you, Levi. Sam, uh, you hear the sound of a harpoon gun being fired, and you know that's not going to be fired just nilly willy. So you know exactly where your friend is, and something horrible is happening. Well, I grab that rope and I go a running um, to help. All right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, since you're already having a pretty nasty day, Eugene, make me a fear check because you're being still sucked down and your one shot to save you has failed. Hey, how does 99 sound to you? Oh, <laughs> all right. So you already, so you just gained two points of stress anyways from that. Take another two points of stress and make your panic check. Uh, How the fuck did you roll a 99, dude? Uh, what's my... Oh, panic is uh, D20, D20, right? D20 and over to pass. I have passed that one. All right. Um, so you hold on to... Even though you're absolutely um, afraid of your gourd, you have this ray of a hope that you know that Gertrude is safe and so if nothing else happens you keep your cool because Gertrude will live on so you're you are resolute um so Snowball and Levi you're able to come up to the scene where you see that there's this sinkhole that sucked in all this vegetation and like some small trees with it and then just getting ready to like go down below the surface of the mud you see Eugene and like Gertrude is like, like watching in horror as all this is happening. All right, I'm gonna throw the rope to uh, Eugene. 
And uh, then I'm going to haul his ass out. So I guess that's a strength check for me, huh? Yeah. Okay, let's see what I got going on here. Do, 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 do. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's that's not good, but we'll see. Um, <clears throat> oh, hey, that's a nine. So I definitely passed that. All right. Uh, so dramatic montage, uh, dramatic music playing as um, exactly you are pulling your friend to safety. It was your horrible prank that put him in this situation, and uh, you uh, have rectified the situation. Um, snowball your cigarettes at this point. You might as well just pull a shark. I, 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 I pocketed them. They're fine. They're, they're okay. They're, they're in your, yeah. So you've got enough battle dress. You should be fine. I yeah, just, I mean, just looking for a flavor. I'm just I'm, watching. I'm openly watching. weeping by the way, and referring to Eugene as my Artex and, and telling him I'm his Atreyu. <laughs> I'm just watching this and like, wow, I could probably help, but I mean, it's more like emotional if he does this. I mean, Clearly, this was between yeah. them. I should just let him. I should let him go. Let him do just it. Just let this happen. Yeah. The constant downpour affects your mental stability, and you are all feeling almost irrationally emotional. That, in absence of color and of warmth and things, you are just falling prey to your intense basal emotions. And you've only been here for a couple of hours and you start to get this dread realization that you're not supposed to be here longer than a week and who knows if you're going to, how long you're really going to be here. I go and pick up Gertrude comforting her and hugging her. Um, Gertrude bites you to get let you know that was foolish, but thank you. Fair. I accept. I accept her her concern bites. Yeah, it's always bittersweet with a with a beloved pet. So you've been thinking of Beans is losing her goddamn mind. Yeah, apparently. Sanity checks aren't just for us humans. <laughs> um, so as you are, um, kind of taking stock of where you are. In on like the map and taking you know kind of perspective of what you could possibly find, you're noticing that you actually are not too terribly far from a different bunker. Hmm. Um, that if you were to keep going further, um, a little bit southwest from here, and you cross a river, there's a bunker. Awesome. Uh, the river's got water in it, though, so I don't think we want to take a bath in that. Uh, we got uh, a rope. We could probably swing across. Yeah. The or or make like a a crude rope bridge, not like the kind that you walk on, but the kind where like it provides a handhold. Yeah. Like, do we, we reload the harpoon gun? And do we oh, think that's a the harpoon idea. would hold our weight? Yeah. Um. So you're able to get your uh, harpoon gun reloaded and following, you know, kind of in that direction, you see the trees become thinner on either side of kind of almost looks like a pathway. The upheaval of the ground kind of made a ridge of more firm earth. 
so you're able to uh, navigate past this. Um, by the time that um, you leave that the sunken crater, the air gets more clear and you no longer smell that kind of fetid stench coming from the earth. It's just being washed away by the rain. Only As... the fetid stench coming from snowballs. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving through this jungle um, on route for this bunker, the foliage itself seems to turn more and more gray and ashen. And um, you're starting to get this kind of odd feeling of deja vu. And it's very disorienting. And at first, you'd almost wonder if you are maybe possibly going in circles. But for the roar of a river that you can see just on the outskirts of your vision. Um, you uh, can actually... Forward slash in inspect river. All right. <laughs> uh, um, as you approach the river, the ground like vibrates with that sound of the rushing water, and it almost sounds like water pouring across smooth porcelain. Mm. As you investigate and you look at the river, you see that the shortest distance to get to the other side is very rapid water. And on either sides of this kind of bend of the river, it's a little bit more calm. But you're going to have to backtrack if you want to go more towards the calm waters. The way the rain's affecting us, it, it, we would probably be just as shit out of luck if we backtracked because more time to go that way. If we fall in, regardless of how quick the non-calm the water is, we're likely to just go mad and die or what have you. <laughs> So what are you suggesting? What do you want to do? Cross here. This is worth it. All right. Agreed. Okay. Plus, I have to dispute that last point. I think that if we fall in, it could mean water slide fun. All right. Uh, so as you approach the river, um, you can see... Uh, Above you know, the uh, one of those calm water areas that were just kind of to the north of here, you can see a large fin in the water. Hmm. Venus shark. I don't like that. All right. Um, so if you want to cross the river, um, how are you? Hang on. Before we do, okay. I'm thinking, yeah, I've got like, let me see, one, two, one, two, three, four. Since I've got six shells total and I haven't used any, I'm going to go ahead and pop off a flare in the hopes that we can see slightly better and gain an advantage as we try to cross. Okay. Uh, so you get that reassuring shushunk sound. And uh, when you hear that uh, snowball instantly, that kind of inner pyro of you, like, it just kind of gets a little bit of a shiver. Oh. And, um, yeah. Levi, you um, you see 
Snowball look very hungrily at the, the flare pistol as you fire it off. It makes a loud report, and you hear a hush in the jungles around you for just a second, and that fin that was um, towards the surface of the water goes under. There's a brief moment of light above you, and all of you just kind of look up at it, almost like mobs staring at a distant lamp, and you have this feeling of warmth and joy for just a second, and then the rain puts it out. Hey, at least it was a second of joy. That's more than the um, average day offers. So we, we lose the stress because of the joy, right? Um, unfortunately, no. You need to rest in order to uh, get some of your stress back. As soon as um, we get to the bunker, fellas, we'll sleep it off. You are able to get a better sight of the river. You see that there are some logs that seem to be jammed in, almost like tree trunks that are below the surface of the water, hard to see against the monochromatic waters, even though it's kind of bordering there between the calmer and more rapid water. And perhaps if you were careful enough, you could use that to aid in part of your crossing. Let's do it. Now, now if we had, for just kind of sake for people who are curious about the module, some things are being really truncated here for sake of running this for time. There is a really neat mechanism for actually riding the rapids with uh, mm. kind of like inflatable rafts or other types of things where you actually navigate periods of rapids versus calm water, but we don't have time to really dive deep into those cool mechanics. So just as a little asterisk placeholder. Uh, so cool. who's taking point? I can. I mean, Marine training for doing dangerous stuff seems like sure. a great job yeah do it all right so our is our plan to like shoot a rope across with harpoon gun do we are we assuming that sh that's already done or um yeah we can shoot a rope across um okay can with that and the logs, that should be like helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead and make a combat check to um, shoot it into a tree trunk on the other side of the river. You do okay. have enough. I failed. Rope. All right. So you can take time and reload that. So as you are taking time, um, do you want to take time to retract it and reload? Um, because remember, it's attached to a rope, so yeah, I guess, yes, yeah, yeah, let's just do that, yeah. <clears throat> okay, can we can we essentially just take 20? Oh, I was figuring more for, for time's sake, as far as well, no, I'm what I mean by take 20 is just say, like, the three of us take the time to do this right so that there's no chance of error and we just shoot the rope across. You could have it at advantage. But the only challenge with that is that it doesn't tie into stress, so which is okay. a mechanism. So sure, you could have that at advantage. Uh, take the stress from that one failure, uh, and then uh, you can take a more time uh, and get advantage on your next check. Okay, the, the advantage, let me get it. Okay. So you're taking substantial time to be more careful and load it. And you see 
coming um, downstream, you see a, like a lithe figure swimming in the water at a very rapid pace towards you. No, we don't, because I pop off another flare right at it. I mean, I also have a, a grenade that I could drop in the water. We can just go fishing. Yeah, okay, do that. Yeah. Um, so you're lobbing a grenade in the direction of the swimming thing? Yeah, leading the target, uh, compensating for a little bit of sink and water movement. You know, he's also a professional. Keep, also right. keep in mind that with the hydrostatic shock, like, it will be very difficult for this fucking thing to survive a grenade blast. Depending on what it is. So you um, go ahead and make me a combat check. You notice right before you lob the grenade that you were wrong. It's not just one lithe figure swimming, but two. It has very angular yet aerodynamic form to it. And it's totally not human, although it is humanoid in feature. Um, the, you get an impression of Titan and of beady eyes and a, almost a rictus, very grim uh, confidence to it as it dives in the water. Them's Venusians. So, yeah. What did you get um, in your combat check? Three. Oh. Wow, zero, nice. three. All right. Um, fantastic. So that hits. So roll damage. So you are going to be using the... Da -da -da -da, which grenade do you have? You've got a concussion grenade. Oh. Yeah, fantastic. so that should... Yep. That's going to really fuck them up. All right. That is... Yeah, um, so there is this extremely loud crump sound that sounds like a peal of thunder, but under the water. There is yeah. this uh, blast of water that comes out, and you see this like bright flash. And uh, you're not sure if they're dead or they're stunned, but two Venusian scouts bob up to the surface of the water face, face down in the water being <laughs> pulled by the current towards you i really hoped that would happen like i was hoping for face up but i'll take face down just like uh, how they do it in kentucky yep yep <laughs> um all right so you were able to secure your line across the river those bodies unconscious or not are getting closer and closer um, one of them, their hand is still wrapped around some type of very odd club of some kind. You're seeing like a drag behind it in the current. Um, as you cross over the river, um, you see the edge of a bunker jutting out of the ground. At first, you would almost miss it, but with the map, you're able to pinpoint it as it's completely covered in moss. Um, it almost looks like it's being sunken down or being pulled down further into the mud. Ian? Yes. Um, as we are short on time, would you mind if I take some narrative control? Oh, sure. Um, so we, we deal with Scully, cross the river, re reel the, the harpoon, uh, the, the, the three of us. Oh, I should ask, Charles... Mr. Pashley, do, do you mind? 
if I, if I take no, 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 goes, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Lovely. Wonderful. Um, <clears throat> when we're, we're, where we are trudging through this desolate rain towards the edge of this bunker. Um, by the way, my stress is out of 15. Just to kind of give you an idea where Eugene is. Um, <laughs> Eugene, Eugene is kind of looking at his 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 uh, his harpoon launcher thoughtfully, and he, he pulls Gertrude off him and sets on and hangs back a little from Levi and looks over at uh, Snowball. Snowball, I, having this is going to to increase your chances of getting somewhere dry where Gertrude can be safe. Would you? Would you carry this for me? The harpoon gun? Yes. Sure. I... Thank you. Just get Gertrude somewhere where she'll be safe. Rats, rats are are magnificent. They can survive anywhere. I'm sure there are rats on this planet, and and she can find her own, and she can she can live out the rest of her life well, happily. Uh, we're going to die here. Um. He he. He laughs and and pats on the shoulder, then catches up, r- runs up to Levi, and places an arm around his shoulder and says, "I I want you to know I'm not angry about what you did." And then, as he puts his hand around his shoulder, he points the blazer pistol at their heads and pulls the trigger. Delightful, <laughs> delightful. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, and and with that image in mind, I'd love to pass it back to Mr. Patchkey for his emotional response to seeing Wa- this. Wandering monster does not endorse loved one annihilation murders, but in this particular instance, I had it coming. Also, I'll, I felt it was I'll on on up to that. I thought yeah. it was in keeping with the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, been a space marine for a long time. That's top three <laughs> fucked up shit I think I've ever seen. I don't um, even know who I'm talking to now. I guess, I guess Gertrude. You're talking to Gertrude. Yeah, you're talking in, to Gertrude. In the in the final moment here, um, are you are you would you go to the bunker still with all your compatriots dead? I mean, what other option do I really have? The bunker's the closest thing. I Bro. fucking need a cigarette right now. I just you're watched now, three people just like murder suicide, murder death kill. Yep. I'm gonna have a rat burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Gertrude, I love you so much. That's unfortunate because I was gonna say you now have a new identity as like um, the tough talking merc with a pet rat and like the tragic. Story I expect you. I totally but... expect you to Ronin. Like, <laughs> yeah, like no, my life is protecting this rat. <laughs> The, the so when you when you go to the bunker and you try the door it's locked <laughs> it's not and a problem when you for me. turn around to look upon your dead companions like getting bleached by the rain the two bodies of the venusians uh they're gone the venusians are gone or the... yeah the venusians are gone okay the venusians are gone whatever um i i <laughs> I loot the bodies first of all because yeah. you gotta loot the bodies. Sure. And I I will either blow my way in there or cut my way in there or machine gun my way in there. How many times do you want me to roll? It 
and 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 we'll we'll fade there the, yeah, the futilely yeah. banging on the side of a bunker that <laughs> i mean uh, there's flares i could probably get them hot enough to cut through something uh i had the one percussion grenade that sucks got my machine gun i can shoot the locks off of it like in an action movie i mean this is a sci-fi right i can sci-fi it open this is dark sci-fi yeah, though you will you laser gun i laser it off. Debate continues we fade to black all right <laughs> i guess we'll go back to this thing then okay uh, ian i i apologize for 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 taking the helm there no, but i no, knew that, as soon as as soon as you were gonna get your he was gonna get his comeuppance and that was a lot of comeuppance as soon <laughs> as as soon as soon as levi was like i'm going to prank eugene i was like oh cool I'm gonna eugene should murder suicide them <laughs> my, my, as my, soon my, as you said it i knew my, what was going to happen my favorite thing was when you said i put my arm around him i, I was like whose arms <laughs> well, yeah. okay to 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 it's be fair my my initial plan was to uh shoot the the uh the harpoon gun into a tree across the river let the marine pass and then shoot um levi as he was crossing and wow. then dive into the water with him that was my original plan so there's a lot of really fun stuff in this module and i had a really cut <laughs> despite what i, I just said no 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 yeah, yeah no no i was gonna say like and i like the fact that like you're there's still so much that we did with with the minimal amount that we were able to dive into it yeah. i'm really excited to see what come of a full play every time you move through a hex you're rolling like two to four times on random encounter tables for cool. flavor in an area for what happens uh and there's a lot of really cool locations um but since the kickstarter is still going i don't want to i want to spoil it because i i changed sure. things so this would be relatively a lot of less spoilers uh for people who That's... actually want to run this but there's there's a lot of really cool stuff so the other day um i saw someone i can't remember who it was it was a friend of mine uh, on twitter talking about how they had read death in space and they're like i think this is a a more like successful this has been uh the mothership which was like but they're completely yeah. different games they really mothership are. is designed almost specifically for this story it is it is a bleak you versus man versus himself and the uncaring universe game whereas death in space is much more you know black metal this is do this is funeral doom uh mothership mothership's focus on the uh mothership feels like darkest dungeon one of my favorite favorite video games where it's like even when you succeed your sanity is ticking down minute by minute in a hopeless spiral that feels very cool to play um big fan and i was a big fan of this module um yeah, and this story say system aside like the module is very well suited to the system you know um it is a uh based on a short story that's all about creeping madness and mm -hmm. you know the slow degradation uh like you said john the, the funeral doom degradation of one's uh sanity so mm -hmm. very cool um i'd also I, like to point out while i'm bogoting the mic um, I am currently wearing tonight my brand new in the mail today uh, oh, our nice. show theme song 
our bog wizard the exclusive hell yeah yeah the void beckons t-shirt which is hella hella awesome so they got right. and the fellas I, as a, as just one one thing, I think you will appreciate uh, Charles looking at the nightmare chart and like the hallucination chart. I, I think you'll you'll just appreciate this one. Walking into the sun dome, you feel alive. The sun's warmth fills the room as you hug your comrades in a hero's welcome. Their embrace tightens. More soldiers, waiters, and caretakers pile on top, smothering you beneath their weight. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's so nothing great. about the hot chocolate, but I know it's in there, squeezed in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So I have to say, um, way back when, when I was in sales, um, you may not know this, I wasn't, I wasn't just a cheese guy. I, I also sold pork, um, <laughs> which was very funny then and continues to be now. Um, but the company I worked for was the official sponsor of the U.S. Uh, World Cup team, which meant I had to do an event at a World Cup game, um, which was miserable. It was Ohio, and it was cold, and the event was miserable. But afterwards, uh, the team owner was like, well, why don't you watch the U.S.-Mexico game from the owner's box in VIP? And the main thing I remember about that was the hot chocolate (laughs) that they served in the uh u.s soccer sun dome because it was yeah. like gray <laughs> and raining yeah. and they had this it was a vip area so it was like dry and hot and everything's cheery with like these millionaires and billionaires like drinking their hot cocoa with spiked with whiskey ho, 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 ho. and <laughs> and my like gutter punk ass like who's who like at this point maxed out my credit card to make this business trip it's like yeah stocks am i right stocks um the other thing i want to say is uh go first go back this uh because it's great Uh, obviously we had a blast and um you can play it super silly with like chewing cigarettes and and throwing grenades at doors and putting dead man's hands around people or you can play it super straight <laughs> and serious obviously and, um, and there, for people like john there is a table if you eat random things and no one oh, no, do it. no one, we I'll never eat. got to an area where there was random stuff like you were getting close with the mushrooms but there even is a berry and frog table to see like what you, happens girls i need That's you to run awesome. this poll on twitter but um let's do a poll for a like a special you know what we have a i think we already said we're doing uh what we're doing for the holiday uh we're going to do a special recap episode where we're going to kind of talk about the games we played this last year and maybe do like a this one was the best for this this one was the best for that sort of episode we're still planning it after that um let's do a special episode uh, we'll each come to the plate with something. Um, you don't have to be the one that runs it, but I mean, Ian or I can run it, or Mr. Paschke, if you want to. Charles, I know you'd rather play than run. Um, but if you want to, if if you want me to make a game specifically for the fungi of the far realm, uh, fungus book I have, where it's just like shroom punk. Uh, I will do that, that but we'll, 
I've got something we'll do... about pitching to Melsonia. Oh, that's actually a good idea. I could definitely okay. Anyway, um, we will do a Twitter poll sometime soon of like, hey, which of these three or four games sounds like the most fun for us to uh do as our first game of 2023. Um Mushborg. Mushborg. Um, all that said, uh, there is one other thing I'd like to announce. Uh go go back this, but while you're on Kickstarter, um Simone Tameda. Mm-hmm. And my friend Egg have a uh, a Morkborg um, Oracle deck on Kickstarter where Simone did all the art and it comes with a zine uh, that is uh, that uh, my friend Zach Goins worked on uh, from World of Game Design who helped me with my Kickstarters. Like it's a bunch of powerful players who are friends of the show, uh, friends of ours, uh, doing incredible work. Uh, and if you haven't seen Simone's art, it fucking balls. Um, so so back that while you're on there. I think like a physical deck is like 30 bucks, I think, maybe 33. Anyway, I think that's everything. Uh, go follow us on Twitter because Charles uh, manages that and he's constantly posting cool, artic- cool articles. Uh, he'll respond. He'll he'll respond to you if you have stuff you want us to play or stuff you want us to talk about on the show. Like hit us up on Twitter and we will get that because Charles mm-hmm. is a beast. And or um, email us at at wanmonops dot at gmail. Um, I totally forgot that existed. You can totally do that too. In case you're a non-Twitter <laughs> person, or in case Twitter yeah. is not existent when you listen mm-hmm, to this, mm-hmm, who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be there. It ain't going away. In some um, form or another, but yeah, either way. So um, if you want to find us, go to onemoncast.com. It has all of our socials, all of our our stuff. Um, you can find all of everything about us uh, there. Uh, side note, uh, we'll keep you abreast with whatever game projects we have coming up, but both Charles and myself have books coming out in 2023, so you're going to want to keep up with that. That's all I'm suggesting. Um, I think, uh, guys, have have we covered it all? I think we've covered it all. Yeah, cool stuff to be announced cool. for uh, Zine Quest. So, be uh, uh, hold on to your butts. A lot more cool stuff hey, coming. It's actually pronounced Quast. Zine Quast. Zine Quast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, friends, thank you so much for for joining us on this consensual journey that we call Wandering Monster. I have been John Baldisberger. I am Charles R. Bernard. Ian Servas. Mr. Paschke. And if you eat my fucking rat, I will come to your house and I will boot you right in the taint until it explodes out of your mouth hole. Wait, <laughs> the rat explodes out of your mouth hole? <laughs> hey, leave that to you.